One, two, three, four. Here we go. There we go. And we're back. I just love that intro so much. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two. two. That was great cool. day. It's a great day. <laughs> <laughs> so today, what we have planned is we're going to be interviewing our friend Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hello. <laughs> He's going to be reading one of his pieces that was published in last year's uh, edition of the York Review. And so we're going to start with that. So Jay, take it away. If you had the option of leaving messages behind after death, would you? A handsome man on the television asked. He was tall, slim, and his voice was pleasant. No, not like a journal or a will. I'm talking about a real interactive message. In a few words, a virtual copy of yourself that could interact with the world when you're gone. The camera zoomed out to reveal him standing on the center of a stage. His hands were interlaced casually and hovered by his waist as he spoke. Behind him flickered the bright sheen of a projected slideshow. Virtual afterlife was printed in large letters. In response to his comments, a volley of surprised gasps and scattered applause echoed from the unseen audience. The man smiled, and with a wave of his hand, he continued. You see, we've been developing the technology for years. Pro progress has been steady, and I'm proud to announce that the grand release is scheduled for next month. We've kept this exciting venture pretty hush-hush, but the time for secrets has passed. If you're up for it, how about a brief demonstration? Members of the audience voiced their approval, and a monitor was wheeled into view. Below the monitor sat a laptop, and he began to type on it without hesitation. Almost instantaneously, a copy of the man appeared. Their eyes were the same shade of green, their hair was trimmed short, and they wore identical smiles. The primary difference was that while the real man was fully visible to the audience, the virtual clone, although a few skeptics believed him to be a pre-recorded video, was only visible from... Halfway up the torso. I know what you may be thinking, the speaker stated in a voice that shushed the crowd. It could be a video recorded last week. Allow me to demonstrate. May I have a volunteer? He pointed to someone off screen and gestured for them to come forth. A timid woman soon came into view and stood next to him on the stage. They shook hands and the man turned to face his double on the monitor. Introduce yourself to him and ask whatever question you wish, the man instructed her. Be as specific as you wish. Uh, my name is Case Casey, she began sheepishly. What is the current date? Hello, Casey, the virtual man replied in a voice mirroring that of his flesh and blood counterpart. Today's date is April 6th, 2024. The current temperature outside is 61 degrees Fahrenheit and the time is 2.07 p.m., do you wish to know anything else? The speaker grinned at hearing the machine recite data in his voice. Casey was noticeably taken aback by the response. Who or what are you, in, in your words? I am a virtual copy of Daniel. I was created and developed to act in his place if needed and to make decisions based off of his wishes. For all intents and purposes, I will take Daniel's place in the world if he ever becomes incapacitated. Does that answer your question? Impressive, isn't he, said the tangible Daniel. You may wonder how he came to resemble me so closely. Funny enough, he is able to call my wife and make dinner plans without me even being aware. 
The audience laughed. Casey returned to her seat, and the speaker paced back and forth across the stage. In my case, I sat down for a number of sessions and interacted directly with the system. It recorded my voice, analyzed my movements, and formed its own intelligence based on what I know and desire. It took a few weeks, but the finished product is really quite extraordinary. Don't you think? The two of us are open to any and all questions. Aren't you worried? Someone from the crowd asked. Don't you think it could take over your life or something? Daniel's smile turned mischievous as he responded, but that's exactly the point. This new virtual copy of me will take over my life when I can no longer live it on my own. People will doubtlessly say that it is unnatural, but if you had the choice to live forever, would you? This is the future, and this is what we are capable of. So that was just a quick portion of uh, Jay's piece. The rest of the actual piece can be found and read on yorkview.org. <laughs> so yeah, now we're just going to go into our interview little, portion of this. A little Q&A sesh here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you get to take your time. Drink up. Very thirsty. Yeah. Okay, so that was really cool. I like that. Oh, I really like that. Um, so what, why did you write this piece? Like what significance does it have to you? Does it reflect anything that you've read or heard in the past? Talk a little bit about that. So I originally did this as one of the two or three major assignments of a fiction writing class. Okay. Uh, we were sort of tasked with coming up with a story round 10 pages has ended up being 12 pretty much given free room and whatever we wanted to do and I didn't realize this until after I had already done a draft of it but I kind of found some similarities to this um, between this and this adult swim um, skit that I had seen once about sort of creating digital versions of yourself to be eternal but it was kind of taking it in more of a comedic sense mm. and kind of like, you know, the boy that the adult swim usually takes things. Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of wanted to take it in more of a philosophical sense, sort of my own direction. Sort of as a, as a writer, I would like to one day be able to write and publish all these um, fiction novels, all different genres. Like I want, I've always had interest in science fiction, horror, okay. action, comedy. I want to try to go into each of these different genres and I kind of thought what's something that I could do with science fiction what's something that I've wondered about and I guess I kind of had this influence in the back of my mind about something that was a recording that mm -hmm. could continue to sort of play as the person but instead of sort of making it this warped different version I was trying to like accurately capture the person to the extent where you can't really tell the difference between them and the duplicates that they're creating. It reminds me of that movie with Johnny Depp where he, it, before he, he ha he's like this famous scientist of some sort, and he recreates himself through this like computer, um, I guess like model of him, and it begins to like, like once he dies, it like takes over the life mm -hmm. that he once had, and he eventually becomes like this holographic type of thing. So like that's kind of the vibe I got at first, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, and you can kind of see a lot of this stuff already happening where mm -hmm. social media is playing such a big role of society and you're going on there, you're uploading photos, Absolutely. creating posts, and I believe they are making some sort of programs that can read through what you've posted and kind of predict what types of posts you would say. Like there are those bots on Twitter that are doing mm -hmm. sort of very early stages of this, but I could see this being 
a reality, maybe not as quickly as I placed it time-wise in the story, but (laughs) definitely in the future. from now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a thing that's, I think, coming into play in terms of, like, um, picking out, like, your tweets or posts like that and then, like, figuring out what you're going to say next. And I think that kind of also speaks to, like, the catfish type of aspect Mm -hmm. in social media because (laughs) people can actually create you know, another, per, like, another being of yourself. You love that show. I love Catfish. <laughs> like, it c- creates this other, like, form of yourself that's just like you. It's kind of mm. scary if you really think about it. Mm. And some of that's also happening with Cleverbot, if you've ever gone on mm-hmm. there, where mm-hmm. you go on, you converse with this AI, and it takes all these algorithms of all these countless people talking to it, and that's kind of what it learns to pair it back to. It gets a vague idea of what how it should respond to a certain scenario. So why fiction, like, um, like opposed to creative nonfiction, poetry? Like, what what calls it to you? Growing up, I found myself always reading fiction. I really like the power that all writers have to set out and create their own world, set up the parameters of how that's all going to work out, and sort of set up their own stories that that may necessarily not ever happen in real life and specifically science fiction it's always been something that's been very sort of predictive of Mm -hmm. the future like one class i know we had um we read em foster's machine stops which kind of sets up this all-encompassing machine that kind of predicts the internet so i kind of want to join in on that conversation where i can be writing a story like this and then maybe a hundred years from now we'll have something that's kind of been predicted in this Mm -hmm. type of Right. sense so my next question for you so like what like sparks your creative interest is there something like dreams or is it like what works for you that makes you basically start to write i have i have considered taking dreams as creative uh, influence sometimes but then when i wake up and i look at these little notes i scrawled in the middle of the night of i just had this dream <laughs> and it ends up just being usually nonsense mm-hmm. unfortunately so usually my, with creative influences, I'll just be out and I'll be thinking about what would happen if things weren't as they are today. I considered maybe alternate realities, right. stuff like that, mm-hmm. like the abnormal entering the normal, just little things trying to tweak conventions that have already been done and see how they could be changed, see what the outcomes of those changes would be stuff like that usually and I think that's like one thing that like people really like try to educate for writers is always make a story where you can say what if this happened mm-hmm. I think it's a very interesting like way to put it too um to just create your own world like right off the bat just by saying what if you know and I see it as like a big strength of a writer to be able to just go out on maybe a day off of work and go for a long walk and just kind of take in the world around you and think about it and then you can maybe create the next best-selling novel out of that like what comes to you in that kind of intimate environment just thinking about life right all right and last question for you here are there any authors with different works that inspire you i know you had mentioned some before but are there any in particular that you kind of resort back to if you're stuck or if you have writer's block or something is there a specific um either like a passage or an author that kind of speaks to you in a way that would spark some kind of creative interest like many people, I love J.K. Rowling oh. and everything that she does. I was thinking, I was thinking it, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say it. Ugh. But as far as like the key author that I have found myself thinking about a lot and kind of relating to the writing style, uh, Lemony Snicket, Daniel mm-hmm. Handler, 
I grew up reading a series of unfortunate events. Whenever a new book would come out, we would go out, buy it as soon as possible, and I would <laughs> read it the whole book that day because oh. I would just really like everything that he was doing because he it's not only... It's entrancing, Yeah. Really. Mm -hmm. I mean. Like, he not only sets up this whole captivating world, but he does all these little things with, like, literary devices where right. he'll make a one, like, comment or... Uh, one passage from the very first book that comes to mind is he's talking about Klaus reading a book and he says he was so tired that he found himself reading the same sentence over and over. He found, him, he found himself so tired that he was reading the same sentence over and over. Something like that where it mm -hmm. actually like, plays with the format of the text that you're reading. I really like thoughts of being able to do that and the part where it sounded like I was speaking gibberish in the story mm -hmm. it's because I was playing around with typing messages like coded messages that were actually reversed coming as text messages wow. it doesn't translate as well when spoken but like the <laughs> gibberish's messages it's kind of like a uh, foreshadowing if you really look into it of that twist ending of her being actually a duplicate that's been conversing with him okay so that makes more sense now you're saying it and i was like what is he saying i was like so uh, i was like i really need to you know get ready like get more educated in my my vocabulary. I was really confused. I was like, oh, wow. Absolutely. No. <laughs> so to kind of end off our little show here, we're going to do a little speed round. Ding, 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 ding. Sound effect. I don't know. <laughs> Your own sound effect. All right, Jay, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Paper or plastic? Paper. Pen or pencil? Pen. Books or audio tapes? Books. Blank notebooks or lined notebook pages? Ooh, line notebook pages, because I'll get all over the place otherwise. <laughs> Spoken word or silent reading? I prefer silent reading. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Photos or videos? Ooh, photos. Personal essays or creative nonfiction? Creative nonfiction. Poetry or fiction writing? Fiction writing. Woohoo! That was great. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for listening. This is episode two, so catch us in another week or two mm -hmm. and we'll be back with episode three in the meantime the york review books are here yay yes we're looking for suggested donations of five dollars um and location and location information is um coming soon your way so hopefully for the next episode we'll have that ready for you yeah in the meantime stay weird and, and come back and be weird with us yeah bye see ya here we go here we go. Here we go.